0: A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. You doing? Online. You to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream.
1: The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch
0: LaFon and Jeremy White Show.
1: Available wherever you stream.
0: Catch up on past interviews and episodes. On demand now.
1: Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Um, let's get this one started. We are we are speaking to the one and only uh, Dairy from the band Honeymoon Suite. The band is coming to uh, well uh, Pointe Claire, Quebec, for the Strangers in the Night, and then also at the uh, casino in uh, Gatineau, as we say here in uh, Montreal. Bonjour, Dairy. Comment allez-vous?
0: Oh, bonjour. Comment ça va?
1: Ça va très très bien. Um, so let's just quickly talk about about these shows that are coming up and touring again. Uh, the band was going to play this casino I believe like in May of 2020 and then of course COVID hit and the show got canceled and and now you're back talk to me about sort of getting back on the road and getting back into the whole spirit of rock and roll and not being trapped by a lockdown
0: yeah it's like riding a bike man everybody was so happy to to get back out there no, really. No rehearsals, nothing. Uh, we just went out and did a long sound check on the first show a couple of months ago. And it's been just great ever since just to be out there and every weekend and uh, just keeps getting busier. So it was great to see the boys again in the flesh, you know, after two years. It's like a bunch of goof, high school goofs, you know, getting back together and uh, we're having fun, man. It's it's great be out there making some noise again
1: is it the same vibe for you or or is there a little bit of fear and trepidation like do you go in there going "Uh uh-oh we got to be careful or is it sort of the same hang where you sort of meet the fans and you you you, you know you have the same protocols or do you sort of go maybe we should just be a little bit more careful these days
0: yeah. You know, we still, you still have to be careful. And um, I actually got COVID maybe about a month ago. Right. You know, I'm fully vaccinated. everything, But there's been a few of our guys, Dave got it, I got it. And uh, it's not that bad, but you don't want to get it. And um, no meet and greets, you know, and right. I'm masking when I'm flying and traveling still because it just it feels like crap. So I think you still got to be careful.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's get to the uh, the more important stuff. Uh, the band has, has been working on new music. Where are we in that process?
0: Started an album probably three years ago now <laughs> with uh, our producer, Mike Krumpus uh, when he was living in Nashville and then he decides to move to England about halfway through. So that kind of like, <laughs> you know, made it a little more difficult for, you know, Johnny and I had to fly over there to do our tracks and stuff. Anyhow, it's all the tracks are done. We actually released two singles around COVID or just before COVID and they did really well. One actually charted in Canada and um, that's just to give people a taste. And now i'm waiting for mixes from the uk from mike he's awful busy but he's got a nice studio there so it's a little frustrating but covid really put the brakes on everything for a good year or two you know with everything recording and all that so it's been frustrating but it's it's on its way
1: those those two tracks that came out in i guess 2019 and 2021 each i guess had a bit more of a of an upbeat or a dance sort of flavor to it I mean there was a more there was a, a very strong rhythm track if if you want to it Is that sort of the approach we're taking now, sort of modernizing the sound, or were those just sort of two one offs that you just sort of put out there to to see what was going on? No,
0: that's probably producer. Um more yeah. producer influence. Mike is uh is a huge honeymoon sweet fan. He's a Toronto guy, but he's uh He's got his ear to the ground. He's done a lot of newer pop stuff and and heavy rock stuff. And I think he took our he understands our band. The songs are very melodic honeymoon, sweet songs, but he also introduces a few, uh, you know, modern, modern elements of production, but not because that's what's cool. Now, it's just kind of like uh, he put some things in there and uh, we kind of like it. I think you have to update yourself i don't want to sound sound dated but it still has to sound like honeymoon sweet. so i'm pretty i'm pretty happy you know i think we we broke some new ground there and the rest of the album which is coming is much more straight ahead rock a lot of guitars a lot of solos so i'm happy Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and and i'm happy too i happen to like those two tracks in fact I, i pretty much like everything you've done um In terms of uh, new music and in terms of new stars, your daughter, Leigh Marlene, uh, was an American Idol contestant. Talk to me a little bit about that and and being on the other side of it, because you being on stage and you writing the songs and you going through the process, you've been there, you've done it, it's been 40 years. What's it like to now see your daughter going through it? Do do you sort of say, let her do it and she'll figure it out? Or are you like, hey, I've been there let me uh, I got advice how are you sort of handling the other side of it
0: (laughs) I think it's a bit of both Leah's just that was just so amazing what's happened with her getting to the the top three it's a huge boost to her career to go from a you know a little unknown singer from normal Illinois to uh you know national exposure and It's, it's a great, uh, she's got momentum now. Um, Being an idol doesn't guarantee anything, but now she's got a bit more of a platform and she's working really hard to go to the next uh, level. As for me seeing it, I mean, she's been doing this since she was a little girl and she worked really hard on her own. She's got a wonderful voice. I've helped her her me and her mother have just uh, helped her along the way with the business stuff and I've guided her and, and connected her as best I can right. but she's her own girl she's headstrong and uh, she knows what she's doing
1: Yeah and, and and it's interesting to see of course I'm assuming you'll you'll lend a, a guitar solo when she gets to making her album, I would imagine.
0: Well, I played, I played on her. She's got like three albums out. So early on, uh, I did a lot of guitar and writing with her. Uh, we used to go to Nashville. We've written together just to get her started. Her first couple of records. Um, I played a lot with her. Um, done a lot of uh, live shows with her. Right. And uh, I even played on Idol with her. With her and Katy Perry, man, that was, that was nuts. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe I was there, but you know, so much, so much fun to, to be in that situation. Surreal. But anyways, she's, um, she's a great producer as well. She's got the logic and I mean the pro tools and, and uh, she plays all kinds of instruments. So she, I've always encouraged her like, yeah, you're a great singer and everything, but the longevity is in, is in, is in songwriting and, and producing. Uh, if you can do all those things you're going to have a like a, a long career
1: have you uh, have you turned to producing yourself i mean at some point do you do you want to sort of get off the stage and just be the guy behind the look at the board
0: well i'll get off the stage when i can't play no more i love being on the stage but yes i love being in the studio too actually during covid i managed to i'm working on a solo uh album okay um because i just had so much time And I would play it, get in my studio, start riffing out. And I started coming up with these instrumentals. So I'm more, I'm trying to finish up a record of my own, but it's just a solo project, kind of like a Satriani type deal, no vocals, just uh, short songs with with riffs in them. And it's really fun. So that's what I've been doing. I'm going to produce that. I probably co-produced a lot of the Honeymoon Suite stuff behind the scenes, which people don't know, because I dive into those projects. And I'm looking at a couple of other things. People have approached me with some young pop singers and that. I would love to produce a record for somebody now that I have a little more
1: time. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we, we love that. Um, God in Guitars, you have a new signature model. Uh, talk to me I about do. that. I do. Yeah. Talk to me about the signature model and, and, and oh, and having uh, that association with it, our, our um, great. It's just. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Uh, oh, uh, talking guitar, about your yes. pro- so um, talking uh, about yeah. the uh, so the garden guitar. I've been working with Godan. Yeah, for Godan, I've, I've been actually working with them for a long time, on and off. They've kind of you know given me a few guitars here and there. It's a, a great a great guitar company, and um, it's a long story. But at one point, there's a guy there named Mario who reached out to me. He's an old friend of mine. And um, somebody suggested to him at, at NAM one time about, because of my, my tread, my tread guitar. And um, he said to him, well, you know, you guys should do a signature model for dairy. So he took it back to his, to his bosses and uh, one thing led to another. And he reached out to me and said, go down and wants to do your, your tire tread as a signature model. So uh, we started working together about two years ago. It's been right. a long process because COVID slowed it down. But um it's done. Let me get it.
1: Yeah, let's have a look.
0: I'm in Toronto now. I'm playing at the um we're doing the Elmo Combo tonight, which is going to be wicked. But um this is this is the Godan. wow. And, uh, wow. It is, it is wicked. And we they are so so cool. They they've got it, you know. All my specs, the body, the neck is down, my, ele- you know, my choice electronics and bridge and everything else. I mean, it's a lot. It's a whole process to get this thing where I want it. But now it's in production and wow. people just love it. Uh, it's... It's really cool. Well, well talk to me about the specs. Now.
1: I mean, listen, and, I'm not a guitar guy. I don't know the specs. Jeremy's the, the, the host that knows all that stuff. But for a fan who who knows this stuff, what are some of the specs? What are they getting if they get the Dairy Signature Model?
0: Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you please do, because guitar. I'm a, I mean, I'm a complete
1: uh, rookie when it comes to, to tech. But fans who watch will understand. Well, oh, told all.
0: Yeah. Well, I told I told Mario, who's who's the guy that kind of spearheaded all this. I right. I don't want you to build a cheap guitar that anybody could buy for five hundred bucks. I mean, because that's not. I want it to be a player's guitar. Right. It's going to be a little more expensive, but I don't want to put a piece of crap out there. So of course, there's the spec. I mean, it's a really simple guitar. It's modeled after my original uh, tire tread mm-hmm. guitar from the '80s, yep. which actually had a go down neck on it. So, anyways, real simple. You know, it's just got uh, EMG active pickups. You know, the single coil here and the humbucker there. Right. It's got the Floyd Rose. You know, for all the fun stuff. Well, you need that. I mean, sweet stuff. I have to do that. One, one volume knob for loud and louder, and uh, switch, <laughs> and a headstock. It's really simple. You know, and they got the treads on it. I think the hardest thing on this was getting the uh, artwork, getting these these treads, these treads on treads. it. You know, but yeah, that's um. That. Signature tread. Uh, a great team
1: there, huh? Signature tread. Uh, in terms of of those specs and putting it together, what do you model it on? Is it just sort of years of preference, or do you sort of say, yeah, I want sort of what Eddie had, or I want what Jimmy had, or I want what? Like, how how do you come up with your? How did you get into those preferences? How did you you know design this? What? Oh,
0: well, the original. We- the original one. I used to. I used to have a lot of Kramer guitars. Right, they were the thing in the mid '80s, and we were in. LA, we were in LA uh, recording uh, Racing After Midnight. We were yep. doing that record with Ted Templeman. Yep. And we we were staying at the. Uh, at, at, they put us up at these apartments down there for like two three months. You know, in Hollywood, and uh, there's a bit of boredom going on. In the mid-80s, a lot of players were, not just Eddie, but a lot of players were doing their own kind of artwork guitars, you know, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff on the guitars. So I had the idea. It was actually me and Dave. I had my old Kramer, and we took it apart. I said, I think I want to drive a car over one of my guitar bodies and put some paint on the tire. That was the original concept. (laughs) So we did that, but you can't drive a car over a guitar so long story short we took the donut you know the little small spare tire that that comes in a car yeah yeah. uh you know the the temporary tire we had a rental car so we took it out of that we put yellow paint all over it we went out in the balcony and rolled it across the body and that's how my original one uh got started (laughs) and uh i had the floyd and everything on it and i bang you know i love that so that's that's where it got started
1: that's, a, that's amazing. That, that's hilarious, and, and I wanted—I do want to talk to you about Ted <laughs> Templeman for a second. But this uh, this show coming up in Montreal or on the outskirts in Pointe Claire is with with you opening up basically for the Jacksons with, cause who are on the bill that night. Uh, talk to me about this event, and because it is a charity event, so talk to me about the importance of having shows where eventually you give back to the community, or at least the event is giving back to the community. The strangers in the night event.
0: Um yeah, the Jackson. Yeah. I was like when I first heard that. I mean, honeymoon Suite with the Jacksons. Well, wow. it's gonna be in there. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It's it's a fun thing and I, I didn't realize what a big deal this is. It's like a gala, very expensive, but it's to raise it, it money. Is. So we're we're all in. I love playing in I love playing Montreal. We're actually being gonna be close to where you live and yep. uh um, you know, we're happy to do that. We, we do this thing also in Toronto every year at the Classic Bowl for Ronald McDonald House. It's, right. uh, it's actually in a bowling alley. They have a concert and we've kind of done it for the last four or five years. And it, again, it's a charity event. They raise tons of money. So we're kind to have, it's a fun gig and we're kind of happy to do that. So it's, it's a bit of giving back and it's a, also a gig as well. So, you know, why not?
1: yeah and and this strangers in the night event over the last few years they've had culture club sheila e the box uh sticks and a bunch of others and it's it's just a fun event yeah and it's a it's sort of a food tasting event too so if you show up in the afternoon all the local sort of fancy restaurants prepare meals that everybody gets to sort of taste for free and stuff and and then you come on and then the jacksons come on i mean where do you go wrong it's it's a perfect event wow yeah. yeah um yeah well looking, looking forward yeah it's gonna be great uh quickly uh, ted templeman what did he bring to the table when he produced your album because obviously he's worked with van halen he's worked with cheap trick he's worked with others what were you looking for from him and what did he what did he manage to deliver for you
0: is he ted is um is um, uh, he's a song guy You know, I mean, he's just a feel. He goes by feel, by by song. He's not, you know, real technical. I mean, with all the great stuff that he's done with us, it was like um, he just pushed me, uh, pushed me a lot to if songs weren't like ready, like as as finished as he wanted them to be, he would he would keep me going back to the drawing board and, and push me to to write more. And, um, I'm, I'm glad he did. Uh, he was, uh, he's kind of a ex- very eccentric dude. Um, and he was for me to be in the studio with that guy who done all, you know, the Van Halen stuff and everything else. It was like, I can't believe I'm sitting it's one of those. I can't believe I'm sitting here moments, um, that, and he brought Michael McDonald in on one track, uh, to help finish a song so just cool stuff like like that uh ted's a sweet guy and uh i think he did a great job
1: here and uh, and i'll finish on this uh in the early 90s or in the 90s the band had new members come in new drummers new bass player knew this and eventually you got gary and dave back uh gary lalone and dave betts Talk to me about having original members and, and what it means for the chemistry of the band. Because, you know, regardless of how well they play or don't well they play, when you hear them play, you hear Honeymoon Suite. It, it is the sound. It is the band. Um, talk to me about having them back and just sort of having that, the sound, back.
0: Exactly. You know, you hit it on the head. D- Dave and Gary left.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: We're left the band for a period during the the awful 90s the the era that killed you know melodic rock so you know things were real tough for us and for a lot of bands you know coming out of the 80s when grunge came in it was over man and we had to push through uh, that period and we had other players uh really good players come in and you know they play really well but they don't play exactly like Dave and Gary. Um, right. And after a certain point, I just got tired of, of bringing in session guys who were great players. But I thought, I want to, I called up Dave and Gary. I said, you guys want to play again? And they jumped in. And like you said, it's chemistry. Those dudes played on those songs And, you know, we're not all the best, you know, players in the world, doesn't matter. But together we make a really good noise and they play the songs the way they were recorded. And I love being on stage with those dudes. And I love that we're all original uh, members because you don't see that a lot these days. You see these bands out there with one guy, you know, or no guys. And that's okay. But there's nothing. I love the bands that have most original members. I love that. There's a chemistry.
1: There, there's a definite chemistry, and, and I appreciate that too. And, and I'm glad that you're you're back together. And just last thing, since you mentioned grunge killed uh, killed melodic rock, um, would it be fair to say that melodic rock killed melodic rock by all the bands just having nothing but ballads as singles, and and rock fans just went, oh for fuck's sake, are you going to rock or fuck off? You know, <laughs> because because I sort of think the ballad killed the I, I rock heard. scene.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. Well, the, you know what? The 80s, it, it kind of had to happen. Everything goes in cycles. And uh, the the 80s had to come to a close because it was getting, there was so much good music, you know, with the Van Halen's and the Bon Jovi's and, and Metallica's. Um, it was all great. But then there's a lot of stuff where it got, you know, ridiculous and a lot of <laughs> carbon bad, copy uh, of
1: carbon copy. <laughs> hair music.
0: Yeah, and you're right, there's there's the downside to that, and it had to be kind of flushed out, and something new had to come in, so in a way, it's just cycles, man, cycles of music, but now you see melodic rock coming back, you know, what it is? It's the songs. The biggest tours out there right now are like, uh, you know,
1: Journey, Def uh, Leppard, Journey,
0: Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Styx, I mean, it's all back in a huge way, you know why? Catalog, songs, That they never go because they're great songs and people want to be happy and feel good and stuff
1: i agree and and i'll just finish on this uh, you know as a big melodic rock fan when i got like aerosmith get a grip and i put it on and i hear crying amazing i just went oh good god enough <laughs> so so i think i think i don't think really nirvana killed anything i think a lot of fans like me just went all right already i don't need three fucking ballads per album stop it but anyway there we go um honeymoon Suite. Yeah. always uh when uh, by the way you said the album uh, you're gonna work on your mixes and all that coming soon are you trying to get it out for 2022 or are you trying to get it out for early 2023
0: uh, man you know i've given up on trying to predict that we'll get it out like i'm just trying to get uh a, an album I'm trying to get hey, here's your mixes. Then we'll work on sequencing and titles and that. Uh, it's probably going to take a lot, you know, longer. But I'm so impatient from stuff <laughs> that's already been recorded. But I'll get it out there when I can, when it's right,
1: when right, it's right, when it
0: sounds really good. So hopefully later this year, 2023 20, so, now probably.
1: So it'll be fair to start calling you the Canadian Guns and Roses at some point
0: yeah right it's our chinese canadian <laughs> democracy <laughs> the one that just, just hey it's not my fault if i was mixing it it'd be next week but uh oh yeah, yeah. i'm an i'm an impatient guy with music yeah so, so i'm, I, I'm yeah. the I'm i'm the pusher
1: <laughs> always uh, as we say in uh, montreal merci dairy always a pleasure
0: an all new episode of the mitch lafon and jeremy white show
1: tuesday at noon
0: available wherever you stream catch up on past interviews bonus content and episodes on demand now visit youtube.com slash jeremy white show follow mitch and jeremy
1: on twitter yeah they're verified at mitch lafon and at jeremy white mtl